Thank you very much, Heather, for leading us in our worship so far. And uh, I think it's been a wonderful opportunity this morning as we look at the year that lies ahead to stop and to think about uh, where our lives are at and to examine ourselves as we meet around this table. And as we continue into another very important part of our service this morning, I would encourage you to hang on to those thoughts. We're not changing gear because we have a slight change of theme or focus. And I think God is speaking to all of us this morning and hopefully will continue to do so. I should explain that Margot and Eduardo have been preparing to return to Peru with Latin Link for most of 2015. Here we are, January 2016. And while return tickets haven't been booked, we know that the team in Lima are eagerly awaiting their arrival, and they're keen to begin a new stage of ministry. And this could all happen relatively quickly. So this morning, it's our privilege to take time to commission them to this new work in faith. And we need to stress that while final clearance is still pending, we think this is the right time to renew our commitment to Eduardo and to Margot and to stand with them as they wait and get ready for this important move. And so they're going to come up and tell us a bit about what this move involves. And then after that, I'm going to ask Heather if she would follow on with uh, some perspective from Latin Link. And uh, then uh, I have a few more words to say. So Margot and Eduardo, you're welcome. Thank you. Just take this mic. Good morning. Um, we're here. Can you believe it? Finally. Um, firstly, um, I'd like to say thank you before I begin anything else. Firstly, thank you to God because um, he has brought us to this point and to really thank him for <coughs> sustaining us in the last number of years, which has been filled with many uncertainties and difficulties. And yet God has proven his faithfulness to us and we have just had to learn how to be patient, which is never an easy thing to learn. But, um, but God has been so good. And secondly, um, I want to thank everybody who's, been, who's here today and um, to those who have travelled. Um, I know there's Latin Link folk who have come um, to share the service with us today, so we're very grateful for that. And also to Windsor. How could I not say thank you to Windsor? Um, this church is so, so special um, to both of us, but especially to me. And um, really just thank you to us sometimes doesn't seem enough because you've been with me for a long time. It's been, I don't want to start crying now, making a film, is that? Um, <clears throat> I know Roy Gamble saying, dry your eyes. Um, but um, yeah, it's been a long journey. It's been almost like 15 years um, since you as a church commissioned me to go to Lima, Peru on my very first short term. Um, I don't know where that 15 years has gone. Um, I was obviously very young then, like five. And, um, <laughs> But, you know, it's been, it's been a really amazing journey and the years have actually flown by. And this church has really stood with, with me. They have encouraged me, supported me 
um, through many, many good times and many difficult times. So I didn't want to start this morning before I could say thank you to you all for that. And we just trust that you'll continue to journey with us. And we trust that the next few years will be more uplifting and more exciting. Um, we are excited um, to be going back to Lima and to fulfill the calling that God has placed on our hearts. And we've been home now five and a half years, which again, is hard to believe. And um, we have a new ministry, which we will be serving together, um, because I met Eduardo in Peru when I was serving God there. And he has brought us together, not only in marriage, but now in ministry as well. So we, although we don't know exactly the location of our ministry, the purpose is to make Christ known. Um, wherever he leads us and at the moment the leadership in Latin Link are exploring many different opportunities um, for us to serve so it's only a matter of fulfilling or getting a location but the ministry will be the same and that will be evangelism and discipleship and whatever form that is whether it's in children's work youth work um, or just basically supporting others um, as they run maybe a new church plant and it will be probably in a shanty town in a very poor area with a lot of need. So we are excited um, about that. And um, yeah, we just trust that you will continue to pray for us um, as we journey along. I'll have to go back to do some language study because I've got out of the swing of things. Um, so that will be a bit of discipline for me again to, to, um, to think about Spanish all the time, even though we communicate in Spanish, but it'll be a different level. Um, but thank you so much for being here today and thank you for your interest and your prayers and we really, really um, support our, are thankful for them. Thank you. Uh, good morning. morning. Uh, I was waiting for this time a uh, long time ago. Well, for me, it's a long time ago, four, five or more years. But in the, way, in the good way, you know. I love Northern Ireland. Uh, I learned too much in here, especially the language and the accent from Fermana. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I still to learn uh, in this way, in different accent. But I would like to say thank you very much for every time for your prayers, supporting us, encourage us. Uh, I feel part of this big family, Windsor, Windsor Church. Um, we, we say thanks to God for this privilege to be part in here. And thank you for your help and for everything you do for us. And please pray for us for uh, that we will travel soon and as we say goodbye to family and friends pray too for for I forgot that <laughs> no adapting to adapting to uh, to Lima and we will feel part of the Latin link team in 
in there and pray too for uh, God will continue to guide our future minister. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, good morning. Um, I'm great. It's great to be part of this church and sending Margo and Eduardo out to Peru. But the reason I'm up here is in my capacity of um, Latin Link Area Regional Manager of, <laughs> or whatever, Coordinator, I think is my re re recent title. Um, and it's a real privilege to have Margo and Eduardo as part of the team here in Ireland. We've got to know them a lot better within Latin Link over the last couple of years, but we're really excited that they can go out now to Peru. Um, we're looking forward to hearing and um, over the next few years what's happening in their lives there uh, amongst the people in, in Lima. Just a bit about Latin Link in Peru. Um, it's our largest uh, team country. There's over 40 members plus their children there. And over the last 100 years, Latin Link has been present um, under the name of USA. And within that time, we have moved around different areas, working in different capacities but we're trying to grow the team in Lima um, because there's 10 million people there who have a real openness to who Jesus Christ is. And within that urban ministry, that's where, where uh, Margo and Eduardo will be serving. It's the third largest country, with, or third, Lima's the third largest city within Latin America. And the reason that it's growing so fast is over the years, there's been terrorism within Peru um, that was the initial growth of the city, but now it's for economic reasons, for um, work, for employment, and for education. But within that, they've got um, real needs of people who want to know more um, of their faith journey. And Roman Catholicism is the main um, religion, but within that, many people don't have a personal faith with Jesus Christ. And Eduardo brings many um, pastoral gifts, and he has shared with us about how he has he held um, Bible studies with people who, from that faith background who, through those Bible studies, have taken a step into a relationship with Jesus Christ and been baptized. And Margo has um, worked many years in prison ministry and has seen through one-to-one -one Bible studies other people come to faith. So they bring great gifts to add to the team within Lima. And the team in Lima are really excited about them coming out to um, increase the work that we're doing within uh, the city of Lima. As Eduardo said and Amargo, that the areas that they're working in are because their migrant areas are in, within the desert mountains of, around Lima, so they're very poor areas. <clears throat> There's a lot of crime rate and disadvantage within those areas, so they will be seeing that as part um, in every day of their ministry as well as Bible teaching. But from our point of view within Latin Link, we do want to be supporting them in the transition. It's going to be a big transition, working, uh, moving from Enniskillen to a city of 10 million people. From a very wet Fermanagh to a very desert climate in uh, Lima as well. And there are going to be transitions, Margot mentioned language. But they also come with great um, gifts. Um, because they've already worked and are from the, that city, and so we're really excited about using those gifts um, there. 
So in part of the transition to make it as smooth as possible, there will be, they will be involved in the team life of Lima, meeting them um, within Bible studies and prayer, but also they will have a mentor each um, as they work through the, the ministries they're in to support them in that in the next two years. So be assured of our um, care for them within Latin Link in Peru and um, with the coordinators there, short-term coordinators and field team. I just want to again thank you as a church for your partnership with Latin Link in their ministry. And I just want to leave a verse for both of them, that every time we think of you, we give thanks to our God. We always pray for you and we make our requests with a heart full of joy because you are our partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard until now. And we are we are sure that God, who began the good work within you both, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus comes back. Thanks. Thanks, Gordon. Okay. Thank you very much, Heather and Margot and Eduardo. As you prepare to make a move, we sense the privilege of standing with you. And uh, I know a number of people here have been to the city of Lima, it is a bit different from Inniskiln, and I had the opportunity to meet Margot and Eduardo there and visit them on a number of different occasions. Uh, and they still use cars and things like that, but uh, the accent is a bit different. I've also had the experience of standing in front of a church in Peru and trying to communicate. And so, Eduardo, well done. We uh, love to hear your voice and your passion and your heart and appreciate so much how difficult it is, but I think uh, we also have seen su such growth and change. And Eduardo and Margot have been at the crossroads, and they're eager to follow God's path for the next stage of their lives. And it makes sense to everybody who has followed them over the last 15 years as we think about uh, this next move, to use the gifts and the experience that God has given them in a mission project in Lima. And that was true almost this time last year. It was February last year we had a church lunch as we heard something of their story. And all of us who were there thought, yeah, this is the right thing to be doing. And it was true later on in June as Margot had knee surgery and that was ticked off the list and we thought, yeah, this is getting closer. And it was true in July when they went to orientation and came back sensing, this is the right organization, this is the right fit, we're moving forward together. And it was true in November when Roy and I met with Margot and Eduardo and we looked at the finances and we scratched our heads a bit and had to ask some of the hard questions about why it was still at the crossroads. Within less than a month of that meeting, they had reached the target figure and tickets were uh, ready to be booked. All of that throughout a year of working three part-time jobs, dealing with grief and loss in their family, traveling between home in Inniskiln and their church family here in Windsor Baptist. 
So what can we say this morning to people who are standing at the crossroads? The message I'd like to give is about finding God's plan when yours has been at a standstill. Your good and your godly plan had you both in Peru by now. So how do you keep your bearings when things don't work out quite as you had planned? Windsor Baptist Church should know something about this situation. There's no time this morning to retell our history of moving into the place we believed God had for us. But we do know about delays, about disappointments, about diversions. And maybe the same challenge comes to us. How do we know about keeping our bearings when things don't work out quite as we expected? And I know the same is true for many individuals here who, for a wide range of reasons, are entering 2016 and you're not in the place that you expected to be. And maybe as we stand alongside Margot and Eduardo this morning and think about how God speaks to them, we'll hear how we too can keep our bearings when things don't work out quite as we had planned. So here's a verse that you've turned to in the past, Margot and Eduardo. And I'd like to read it and to see what it will say about following God's path. It's just one verse, but I'm going to ask you to stand together. You can turn to it. It's on page 763 of the Church Bible, but it is short. It's also on the screen. And I'd like to stand together as a church and read this verse and believe that this will speak to each of us today. So please stand. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your souls. But you said, we will not walk in it. Please take your seats. <clears throat> This is a verse that brings conflicting emotions for me. And it has such great and inspiring words. It's a verse that offers comfort. It's a verse that gives direction. And it's one that offers hope. All in this one verse. And Eduardo and Margot, I want you to lay hold of these truths and believe that the God of mission is with you today as you step out and say you're ready for the next phase. But we do need to deal with the little sting in the tail of this verse as well. While God has always offered us hope and promised us a bright future, we often refuse it. 
In Jeremiah, the Lord frequently called out to his people, assuring them that he was with them, he would deliver them, he would bring them back in time to him. But maybe for us, perhaps standing at the crossroads, having looked, having asked for the ancient paths and the good ways, knowing what the good ways are for us, we refuse to walk in them. And that's us. That's true for me. There's a rebellious spirit in so many of us here standing at the crossroads, knowing the right way to go, believing it was God who speaks to us. And yet we refuse to go down the path that we know to be the right path. And yet here, once again, as we look into this coming year, whatever the circumstances of our lives, we're not left without guidance. God isn't standing back saying, I've told you in the past. Now it's up to you, far from it. Whether like Margot and Eduardo, we're eagerly waiting and ready to take the step that we know is the right one, that door that's open, or we've been given direction many times and we find ourselves right back here again in the same place, turning away. Here are words from Jeremiah that are for us. And there's just three words that I want to highlight from this verse, and they are look, ask, and walk. The first command that God gives is to stand at the crossroads and look. So we're to consider what it is that we're to see. This isn't just a quick glance around the corner. I was teaching Amy to drive the car yesterday and we got to Minnie's a corner and I saw her glance and tried, as parents do, to not scream or grab the steering wheel, but just to say, keep looking, keep looking around. And how true it is that we need to look. And here in this verse, the emphasis is not just a quick glance, but it's a call to consider carefully and to look and see what's happening. And this is often the beginning of a new insight, a new understanding, as we begin to see what's happening. And you see throughout the Old Testament prophets, this same challenge. In the very next chapter, the Lord asks Jeremiah, what do you see? And then a few chapters on, once again, he says, what do you see, Jeremiah? And he says, I see a fig tree. And throughout the Old Testament prophets, this question keeps coming, what do you see? And here, the challenge is to look. One problem here was the notion that was prevalent in Jeremiah's day, and that was everything's fine. Everything is well in the world. But the vision from God's perspective begins with a very careful look, and he was saying, the people who are saying peace, peace, have actually got it wrong. There's something more seriously awry in this world that you're living in, 
and it's time to stop and take a good look at it. Jesus saw the crowds. His disciples saw them. The crowds saw each other. But he saw people and he had compassion on them because he realized they were lost. They had lost their way. There was no one to guide them. As you think about Lima, it'll be hard to see all that's not well in the world because it's a city that just assaults the senses as you see all that's going on there. If you stand and look at the darkness and decay in so many people's lives, it will stir your heart and it might cause you to mourn But the call is to look. I know some people who prefer to look away when that scary moment in the movie comes. And it's easier to walk through life like that. But I know you've seen the suffering of women in prison or the injustice and cruelty that so many people know in shanty towns and we're called to look. And Jesus declared a blessing on those who mourn. And I wonder, could he have been declaring a blessing over those who are not deceived into believing all is well with the world? Blessed are those who don't ignore what's going on around them. So how can we uncover our eyes and look? To come out from behind the sofa and to look at the brokenness rather than avert our eyes? Will you ask for a view of the real world around you as Jesus sees it? Will you stand and look? The second word is ask. This might seem so obvious, it barely needs mentioned, but it's emphasized twice in this short verse. Now, if you've traveled, as I have, a man at the wheel of a car and reach a crossroads in a strange environment again, you think this looks familiar, it may seem obvious to stop and ask for the right way. But how many have had the experience of maybe being driven in that car by a man like me And you think, oh, he's going to go around again. He's not going to wind the window down or ask for directions. And there is that experience of just keeping going with dwindling conviction that it's bound to be just around the corner. There is a very clear instruction here. Not only to ask, but to see what path we're told to ask for. It is the ancient paths. As missioneros, you will be expected to know the path. People will look to you and they will say, you will know what to do and where to go. And sometimes the missionary can himself succumb to the spirit of adventure that seems to justify independence and think, well, I don't really need to ask And it may be difficult 
to see why asking direction is useful for anything other than just slowing progress down. There is a story from Peru with Baptist missions many, many years ago where a missionary a church planter in Puno asked the committee in Belfast to start a new work, a new church plant in the next town. But because of the delay when post could take six weeks and then the committee met together and they consulted, they decided to write back and say, no, we think we should, you should stay with you are. Uh, you're doing the right job. They wrote back, but because of the time delay, as they met the next time after that, the letter came from this missionary bringing greetings from this new church plant in Puno. Sometimes asking questions can seem to delay things. But what is the ancient path? What is this question that we're meant to ask? It is the way that God has led his people throughout history, right up to the point where Jesus was introduced as the way and the truth and the life. It is the way of the cross. Eugene Peterson remarks, the way is the most frequently avoided metaphor for Christians of our time. The way seems to mean to go to the way Jesus went, becoming absolutely needy and dependent on the Father. It's an attitude that's summarized in those familiar verses in Proverbs chapter 3 that you will all know, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. So when you're ready to take the next step, ask for the ancient paths. And yet, like looking at the world with your eyes wide open, it is costly. The ancient path is the one where we take up our cross and follow. Asking for the ancient path means that you're not perhaps the pioneer who's going down a road for the very first time. This is not the first time this has been done. So if others have gone before you, then believe that God is already at work and ask him what he's doing. Believe that he's already in those places that you're thinking about in 2016 and believe that he will take you to those places. You're not meant to go alone. The ancient paths are where we find community and learn dependence on one another. So take us with you as you go to Peru. I'm sure there's a lot of people who would love to say, yeah, I'll go. But take us with you in your hearts and depend on us and ask us to be part of what you're doing as you stay on track. And if you find yourself lost, as one who is sent, or as those of us who send, then ask, is this the way that God would have me go? The ancient paths are not about being bound by traditionalism and doing things the way we've always done them before. But it is an appeal to the word of God, which is a light to our path, a lamp to our feet. 
The final word is walk. I know that for Margot and Eduardo, you've been dying to get going. And you could feel incredibly frustrated that this has been such a long period of waiting. Jesus commissioned to his disciples, began with the word go. But the final instructions in Acts chapter 1 before he ascended to heaven also involved wait. And there was a work of the Holy Spirit that was necessary before the witnesses would step out in those ever-widening circles to the ends of the earth. The question for Israel was, are you prepared to walk the way I tell you? And let me take care of the timing and the destination. Margot and Eduardo, you have been ready to walk. And we know that. And we appreciate so much your acceptance of a lifestyle of going where Jesus calls to you to go. And it would have been easier to come here today and hold up those airline tickets with your hand, in your hands. But it is an expression of readiness that you're saying, we want to be commissioned today and we want to go. And it is an expression of faith that Jesus will place you exactly where he wants you to go, where he wants you, when he wants you. And he will bring you to this point. And you're already in the way. And the Lord will lead you. We don't know how long you will go to Peru. Might be two years. Might be 20 years. But we know you're saying, we will walk in it. And we believe you'll find God's path as you look and as you ask and as you walk. So may you know God's blessing as you step out into 2016. And as we as a church stand at the crossroads, whatever they are, this new chapter for Windsor, a new chapter perhaps in our lives, the challenge is the same. To look at this place that God has led us to, and to say, let me see what you're doing here. To ask how he would have us move, reflecting on his word, and to take action together, maybe in a few weeks' time, maybe today, convinced that just as Jesus applied this text when he spoke, we're taking his yoke upon us. That's the right fit. And will no rest in our souls. And may that be our experience in 2016. We're going to conclude our time together by asking Eduardo and Margot to come back up here and the elders as well. And I'm just going to ask them a few simple questions. And then I have a question for the church. We've done this before and I'll ask you to stand at that point and give an answer to a question. And your answer is very simply, we do. That's, there's no script on the screen, but hopefully you'll remember that. And I'm just going to ask these questions of uh, you, Eduardo and Margot. And uh, as our church family are represented here, 
by the elders. I'm going to ask Roy to come up as well and join us as the chairman of the missionary committee. And uh, after we answer questions and we all commit ourselves to this, I'm going to ask Roy to lead us in prayer before we have a final hymn and close. Some questions for you, Eduardo and Margot. Do you believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? And do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord? We do. Do you believe that Jesus Christ calls you and all people everywhere with the words, follow me? And do you believe that at this time he calls you to work with Latin Link in Peru? Jesus told his followers, go and make disciples of all nations. In your ministry, will you ensure that the gospel of Jesus Christ is proclaimed and demonstrated in such a way that many hear and understand the good news? You've heard God's call. Will you continue to listen to him, speaking to you through his people, in different contexts and cultures in Peru. We will. And you've opened yourself to God. Do you believe he has prepared you to go with Latin Link to work in partnership with others? Do you go willingly to give and to receive, to teach and to be taught? We do. Eduardo and Margot, you have committed yourself to share Christ with others. Do you now recommit your life to him? Do you promise to be faithful in prayer, in the reading of scripture, and seeking the mind of Christ through reflection and fellowship, that all you do may be firmly rooted in the love and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ? Can I ask the rest of the congregation please to stand? And we have gathered because we believe God has called Eduardo and Margo to work with Latin Link in Peru. We've come as a sign of fellowship to surround them with our prayers. So do you now commit yourselves to be faithful in prayer, continuing to pray for Eduardo and Margo and to support them in practical ways? We do. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we bow in your presence this morning, conscious there have been quite a number of situations in recent years which have been unsettling and have caused uncertainty for Eduardo and Margot. Gracious Father, your love sustains us through all things. And confident of this, we pray for both of them just now. As they face final preparations for leaving Northern Ireland, we ask for good outcomes for medical reports and further provision of needed finances. We pray this morning for their family and friends as they face the pain again of separation. We pray that they may know your peace, which, as your word reminds us, does pass all understanding. And as they head to South America, In all the things that they will find hard about their new work, we pray that they may know your faithful love and empowering presence. Defend them from all evil. 
Keep them in faithful times of trial, abounding in hope and filled with mercy. May they again prove to be good disciples of Jesus Christ and faithful ambassadors of the gospel. Send your Holy Spirit, we pray, to empower and equip them for service, to transform them into the likeness of Jesus, and to ever be his true disciples. Lord of all the world, bless your children, we pray, and bless also the church and Latin Link working together in Peru. We thank you for the church in Lima, and as Eduardo and Margot arrive and begin to share in the work, we pray that trust and understanding may grow quickly and that the love of Christ might shine through all that is said and all that is done. Bless your children, we pray, and bless us too as ascending base. May our partnership in your gospel prove to be Christ-centered and God-glorifying at all times. This we ask in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the head of the church, and Lord over all. Amen.